0: Kate Mary. You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just wanna talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone about it. We
1: need to talk to someone we about Louis. To to <laughs> Ms. Mary Bolling, welcome back to Gotta Be Done.
0: Kate McMahon
1: Uh, is your tail wagging? <laughs> uh look. Uh, no i'm gonna be really honest i think life for me at the moment is akin to bandit when he's slunk behind the bench in duck cake man i feel that so hard
0: so relatable (laughs) so relatable
1: you're just like yeah i'm all right but inside you're not you're really not you'll try and hold it together for the sake of the children
2: (laughs) oh duck cake oh that's not good
0: <laughs> At least he comes out with a good-looking duck cake, which I think you're coming out with better than good-looking duck cakes right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I actually have to make a cake tomorrow because it's Joseph's first birthday. so. <sighs> Um. Obviously, it won't be. But it'll. He'll be a bit older than a year by the time this comes out. But um. Yeah. It's very exciting. And I did consider making a duck cake, and then mm. I took the silly sign off the top of my head and went, no way. <laughs> did you see that um amazing video that former Master Chef guru Adam Liao did with um some of the Team Ludo people? Um, yes. Where they made it, and one of them was Uncle Stripe Dan Brum. Um uh-huh. And they made a duck cake together, and they all looked
0: remarkably respectable and easy. Uh, when- yeah, no, I feel like there was a lot of tape on the cutting room floor <laughs> of just <laughs> disasters after that that effort. But yeah, but yeah, it was all over Zoom, and yeah, I guess it was in lockdown, so people had nothing to do but make duck cakes in lockdown. Like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I was baking like Pakashas with you know, floral, vegetable designs <laughs> on top of them in lockdown.
0: So clearly this is no longer my uh, life. Ah, uh, Man, I can't believe we're <laughs> sweetly reminiscing for lockdown already. Like, no, yeah, no. have we had a lobotomy? Possibly. <laughs> But some good messages out of the horror that is making a duck cake, I reckon. (laughs) Um,
1: Well, I want to go back to the start, Mary. Did you you ever have the Women's Weekly Cake book when you were a child? Yes. So for our international listeners, like the book in Bluey is an iconic Australian book. Thing basically, uh, every single family has a copy. From what I understand, like,
0: <laughs> it's just standard issue. It's no. standard issue when you become a parent. Like I got well, two at a baby shower, I think. So yeah. Well, oh okay, I I don't own it, but Mum definitely did when we were kids. And in context, pre-internet, there was no other way to make a cake than yeah. refer to this book. Like that was just it. There yeah. was, I don't know, probably thirty cakes in the book, and like as if. There was any other option than make one of those cakes.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's a great video that they did with the um creator of the Australian Women's okay. Weekly Cake Book. And they they basically just like we doing test kitchen stuff and she was like, Oh, I think we should do a birthday cake book. And they really weren't keen on the idea. So what they did was like in between gaps where they were making other things. Some If someone got an idea, she'd say, just go off and quickly make the cake. So if you actually look in the book, wow. a lot of the cakes look really dodgy and terrible <laughs> because they've got like bits of icing where they shouldn't be. They just made them super fast. Ah. But I think maybe this is the whole appeal of it as well. So there were like dolly cakes and race car cakes and truck cakes mm. and duck cakes and the pool <laughs> Um, my mum, I have such clear memories of her. It must have been for about my eighth birthday and she made the meringue castle cake. Oh, where you use, wow. Yeah, where you use like ice cream cones on top of a square turrets, cake basis. for yeah. Turrets. And I remember her like making about four batches of meringue before one actually worked and the
0: love and effort she went to for that cake is still something and, that's with me to this day. Wow. So... That's your take now. Were you so wowed at the time? Oh, it was the most amazing cake I'd ever seen. I think okay. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the response you want from your child. But yeah. I feel like, yeah, there is that risk. It takes expectations too high. Mm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then the poor parent can't the or cake baker, whoever it is, can't deliver. So, but that said, I, I like the fact, yeah, that it was, you know, a Bit of a botched job. Some of them, um, some of them very repetitive, basically Mm. circle cakes with chocolate sticks around the edge as the fence and then either jelly in the middle or, um, Coconut dyed green is very popular <laughs> to make yes. a kind of sporting surface. Uh, disgusting to eat, I would add. Um, <laughs> like no one wants that much coconut on a cake, let alone nah. green yeah. coconut. It's uh, like a
1: Boston bun. Yeah,
0: yeah nah. Yeah. So we're on the same page there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I much prefer that to the the highs of cake. Porn on Instagram now that like every- oh now it's so competitive like oh, and
1: yeah. I th- I think kids know it like rather than just being limited to the book which we were in our generation it's like kids come up with all sorts of stuff actually uh bluey um uh, voice star Hamish Blake who plays um Jack's dad. He's quite well known uh, as an Australian comedian, but also every single year for his kids' birthdays, he goes on Instagram, and the night before, it's like he does amazing ones. I think he did the Cave from Aladdin one year, like the oh. Diamond in the Rough, and like lights and the Ghostbusters,
0: and, and sometimes they have moving parts as yeah, well, which I'm like legos like, built how? into them. Yeah, no, it's no. Uh, I never want my children to see that. No, never. I think it's safe to say. (laughs) Terrible.
1: Imagine the expectation. Kids, can you come here, please? Oh, do we have to?
2: Yes, come on. But so why do we have to? We're deciding what cake to make for Bingo's birthday.
0: But I feel like you are a cake decorator till 3 in the morning kind of commitment level. Oh, like my God. It's yes. got to be done. It has got to be done. Well, um, yeah, so last year I
1: may, um, because we were in lockdown and it was Olivia's um, eighth birthday, but um, she goes to a specialist school and the school was still open and all of her class. Were her friends. So it was actually super convenient. I was like, you don't have to miss out on a party, love. Like, you can have your party in the class. The teacher was down for it. I like messaged her. I was like, we can do COVID safe, like individual things of Play Doh, like whatever. We Amazing. Can make this happen. And then she was like, yep, sounds great. Just make sure it's like dairy free and
0: egg free. Okay. Nut free? Nut free.
1: Nut yeah. free. But I made with, um, I realised at, like, 11 o'clock at night that I'd um, used almond milk because I was trying to be dairy-free and then I was like, oh, that's a nut. So I had to remake at, like, 11 o'clock at night and, yeah, 1 a.m. I was putting the icing on a sponge and just loving my daughter so much. (laughs) It looked amazing at the end and I was so happy it worked. But, you know, I think... Are birthday cakes an expression of love? Is, is this an uh, active service that we do to
0: try and, I don't know, <laughs> give them another avenue in which they feel our affection? you think birthday cakes are just their own category of love language, possibly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, that's actually where I wanted to go with this episode, Mary, because I do think there's a very strong um, active service you know, and how doing good for others makes us feel good about ourselves sort of thread through this episode. Um, You know, like acts of service is definitely one of the five love languages and um, if you haven't done the quiz as to what your love language is, it's quite illuminating actually because quite often, um, yeah, it's not what you think it is. So (laughs) I did, it and I was like, I was so convinced it would be um, quality time, and I don't think it is. I think it's actually acts of service for me. So okay, and that's yeah. how you
0: show it, or how you no, I think that's how I like it, to want receive. to receive it. Yeah, I okay. think that's yeah. how
1: I want to receive. I, and I think I do gift giving a lot as my act of love, which mm-hmm. potentially isn't how other people want to do it. Do you know what your love language
0: is? We've had this discussion before. We've where talked you- about the fact I have the book. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, that which a boyfriend, ex-boyfriend gave it to me. me. <laughs> uh, but he's now an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> and I did not read it with much attention or at all. Um, so, no, and I haven't done the quiz. Uh, so yeah. there's acts
1: of service, quality time, touch, um, uh gift giving and I can't remember the last mm. one.
0: Reading books you're gifted? Beats of strength. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. Um Yeah. Uh oh, skills I yeah, I'd say mine probably shift and shake, but I do want to do the quiz now you've said it. yeah, uh, yeah. so I'll let you know. Um Let me know. But yeah, the to break it down to child's language and it's what makes your tail wag just mm. made me so happy in this episode. <gasps> duck cake!
2: Yeah, duck cake! Oh, Bingo. Are you sure? That looks hard to make. Yeah, I'm sure.
0: Why do you want a duck cake?
2: Because it made my tail wag. Can't argue with that.
0: In theory, you know intuitively what makes you happy, um, but... I feel like it's good to get kids to stop and actually reflect on it, which doesn't necessarily happen. And to have those words, if you were indeed a dog, uh, is very useful. Mm. But if you are indeed not a dog, um, Bingo's question as she's heading out the door with Mum to uh, Chilly. Mum,
2: how do animals with no tails know when they're happy? Good question,
0: Bingo. Yeah, good question. I'm just going to call call it humanity That is should be reflecting on. (laughs) That is my line for like. Okay, my line. Really? Oh, great! Yes.
1: Like, (laughs) it's a very close like race between that line and just the plain old duck cake. But that line, I think, just opens up so many beautiful conversations with kids. Like, you know, you can go in so many avenues with that and it's like, well, what makes your tail wag? You know, if you don't have a tail that wags, but you feel it in your heart, I
0: think, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just such a positive, happy thing to reflect on. Um, And yeah, not just for kids, possibly.
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I think one of my big things, you know, we were just talking about lockdown the other week in um, Easter. Possibly, possibly. (laughs) God, it feels like a lifetime already. Um, And, um, yeah, one of the things I discovered in lockdown was that if I ate vegetables, had a nap and um, went for a walk, I was a much overall happier, healthier person. (laughs) And it was so personally devastating for me to learn this because, like, it's what you should do and you're told that you should do and then it actually worked. And I was just like... What do you mean I
0: can't just eat cheese Uh, on toast and watch TV? Like You know, it's so devastating. I I think everyone was having uh, those kinds of revelations in lockdown, but um, I had a much more specific one that I'm still not sure how it sits with me, but I realised that in the mornings, uh, you know, kids were home, obviously, uh, after Caspi had had his first... uh, stinky nappy, um, I was in a better place if instead of just like throwing it outside the door and going, I'll deal with that later, I actually mindfully took it to the bin, taking <laughs> myself outside and like breathing fresh air, not in the direction of the stinky nappy. Like, <laughs> I'm like, is this, is this self-care? Am I just eluding myself? Like I've just lost all... All connection with reality in even having this thought, let alone now talking about it on a podcast. But <laughs> the yeah, it just I, sunk really low. But it meant I was outside. Yeah, the, yeah. I think, yes, low bar. <laughs> but being outside and actually, yeah, just taking myself away from the chaos inside and then going back in and, you know, having like you know write that down on a list take the stinky nappy outside tick <laughs> wow i've achieved things today yeah i my tail was wagging Oh, like, ridiculous yes.
1: <laughs> i'm i'm totally here for it like were you doing some like um you know some like wellness woo woo like you know barefoot like earthing in the ground sort of thing like a uh, oh, bit of like tai chi like, I- start breathing maybe i don't know were you uh-huh.
0: No, like it did occur to me perhaps I'd get more satisfaction if I just left the lid off the bin and was like kiffing <laughs> it as well and like if I was, you know, getting goals literally. Uh, but no, it, who knows what was going It was a just weird year. turned Let's, a three-pointer but, from the <laughs> and And it has not left me with any kind of, you know, uh, life plan to go forward, much <laughs> unlike your vegetables. So, oh, uh, yeah, it's... Not helpful at all, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, if you're still in lockdown and have nappies to deal with, look, perhaps, perhaps that's my gift to you. Perhaps <laughs> Give you, that a go. Yeah. Like it might change your life. Do a lap in the backyard with it. Oh. <laughs> Can
2: I help you now? Did you clean up the zoo hospital? No. I want to help with the cake. You can't just help with the fun stuff, kid. No, but the fun stuff's
1: more fun.
2: What if I give you stickers to tidy up? That might make it more fun.
0: Stickers. I
1: think one of the most relatable <laughs> things about this episode for me was the level of bribery required to try and get a child to clean up yes. anything. Like I was feeling the pain for Bandit like throughout. And I mean, if Bandit Healer is having to resort to stickers and cash <laughs> to, to get your kids to bri- <laughs> like what hope did the rest of us have really? Uh, totally.
0: Yeah, it's it's just such a thing, isn't it? Like is anyone out there not bribing their children for good <laughs> behavior or anything else really? Um <clears throat> as everyone knows, we have a new puppy at our place and some of the advice from the breeder was oh now you obviously you wouldn't just, you know, bribe it to get it behave well. Uh, Like that's terrible training. Um, You know, it's you just want it to be motivated to do what you want because it wants to please you. And I'm like, so if I'm not bribing my dog, am I actually bringing up my dog better than I'm bringing up my children? (laughs) (laughs) Horrible (laughs) realisation. Answer is yes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I am uh, deep in bribery of my children. I don't even know. (laughs)
1: Like, yeah, uh, I find that if Will doesn't want to do something, like no level of bribery is enough to get him to do it. So uh, bribery doesn't work at all with Liv. It's like if she wants to do it, she'll do it, and if she doesn't, (laughs) that's it. And then... Will's a different story. So we ended up doing like 10 levels of bribery to toilet training when he was three. (laughs) And like it was like a full like you get like chocolate every single time, you get a sticker every time, you get a (laughs) Hot Wheels car at the end of the day, like, you know, like and then it was just madness at one point. And I, I remember saying to one of my friends, I was like, how do I stop like the bribery? And she said, babe, I don't know, like, my son's been toilet trained for over a year and I still give him chocolate every time he does a poo. Wow. <laughs> and she was like, he asks for it sometimes, I just still give it to him. I'm like, oh, my God. But no, I'm happy to report that, like, you know, like we are, that stopped pretty quickly after we got everything down pat. But, oh, my God, I think it's something lots of parents struggle with. Um <sighs> And, yeah, it's it's kind of relief to see that the healers are not immune. Ah, look, I'll give you $2 bucks to clean
2: the whole zoo. <gasps> really? Ooh, I can buy a star pony. Ah, not until you've done the whole lot.
1: You know, and even, like, the bit where Blue was like, I'm happy with this star. I was like, oh, my God, so relatable. Mm, also, yeah. just so kids annoying. Kids happiest
0: thing. That's even worse than kids that need to be bribed. I <laughs> know. <laughs> Um And, yeah, it, it is the thing that um Bandit is bribing Bluey to do is clean up her own mess as mm. well. And it's just the back and forth is so familiar in this episode. But I'm not going to clean up theirs. But, you know, I've I didn't finished. No, I haven't. Yeah. Oh, just so this is probably one of the most kind of finely observed um episodes of this season just in terms of. Yep, that is a real kid there.
2: (laughs) I'm not paying you 50 bucks to clean up your mess, Bluey. Oh, why not? Because I shouldn't be paying you anything. You should just do it. But why should I do it? Because you just should. But why should I just should? Because I'll let you lick the beater.
1: (laughs) So we get to the point where Bandit pulls out the big gun. He's bribed Bluey with a icing on a beater and, you know, like – You can tell he's instantly regretting the amount of sugar that she's about to consume, but um, it gets her to clean up her half of the mess finally Mm -hmm. and she goes into the kitchen and just as he's placing the head of the duck cake on the body, disaster.
2: Oh, at last you were mine.
1: Okay, moment of truth, Ben
2: attaching of the head now i know why you should do jobs why is that i think i believe in you mate you can do this it's
1: good it's very
2: good oh too easy oh duck cake oh that's not good
1: on the floor and uh. my heart just broke for bandit in this moment like yeah, the bit where he sinks to the floor—he just turns around and sinks to the floor—and I was just so devastated for him. <laughs> I don't know he's a cartoon <sighs> dog, but I still felt so devastated. Like uh, it really hit me.
0: Likewise, but I could also—they were planting the seeds all through this episode. There was a time, like he does mention, "Oh, it's meant to do that. Oh, it'll be right." Yeah. Um. Yeah, like Wasn't I meant to put the icing on and I'm like, i some uh, slippery buddy. Yeah. Like. Um, which is very much me in the kitchen, just like kind of cutting corners and <laughs> it'll be right, and always disaster uh, befalls me. Um, but yeah, do you think do you think it's a bit of commentary that, well, Bandit isn't trying as hard as he could and kind of gets what's coming to him, or Hmm... Uh, That vibe. I just I feel like
1: it was never gonna be a hundred percent successful just because like he was reluctant to take on the role in the first place.
2: Oh right, okay, yeah. I'll do it. Even though I have to make a duck cake for your sister, the hardest of all
1: cakes, I'll just tidy up your mess instead. They just didn't want a repeat of the clown cake, basically. (laughs) So that's why he got lumped with it. He was sort of like, I'm being expected to do this. And Maybe it's about that acceptance of responsibility. Like, you know, like mm. the name of the podcast has got to be done. This was a task it's- that had to be done. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and I think, you know, he bravely took it on even though he had zero confidence that it was something he could actually achieve. So, yeah. True. I, I think I was more impressed with his um, giving it a go sort of vibe even though he was kind of, the, you could sense the fear, really,
0: couldn't you? <laughs> it was like, well, yeah, and it's it is parenting, right? Yeah, like, yeah, we're all giving it a go. Oh my god, we can take as the take is an fear. analogy of parenting.
1: Oh my God.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> again, again. You're fearful, um, but you give it a go. And you're like, uh, you hoping might for be watching it. You might be throwing too many bribes out there in the process. <laughs> uh, have you broken your child slash duck cake? Possibly. Um, Possibly. But but can you cobble it again
1: back together and it still look half decent, maybe? <laughs>
0: but Bandit's downfall is. Um, a bit of a copycat moment almost, um, that Bluey sees it, realises the effort he's going to even though it is difficult and uh, takes that back to her task and even extends her task and cleans up because, you know, it, she sees that he needs the encouragement.
2: Dad? Yeah, mate? Maybe we can make the duck's neck into a sort of head. Oh, uh, Okay. Let's give it a go. I'll just clean up the Hey.
1: What? Did you clean this up? Oh, um, yeah. So sweet. Well, um, it's an act of selflessness too. That first one, it's so instinctual for her. She's not thinking about it. She's just like, "Oh, I need to try and make Dad feel better." Quickly yes. does it. And then yeah. she gets that emotional response of her tail wagging when he's like like that really genuine thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Have you been watching uh, Old People's Home for four-year-olds no, on ABC? Because I'm at
1: my emotional capacity, and <laughs> good, don't watch. I just it. don't it's think tears. I can it's handle. But tears. Uh, look, to be honest, a bit of clean crying is probably a good thing for many people, and I am looking for new material other than Golden buzzer
0: videos. So. <laughs> Well, that does sound rewarding as well. But oh, I I'll love go. a
1: golden buzzer video. Like they're just, it's like a perfectly packaged five-minute, like it's like gluey, You're almost guaranteed to cry every single time. So Is it just
0: people winning money?
1: <laughs> no, it's like, you know, on those like um, America's Got Talent or whatever and Simon Cowell's like, oh, you know, right, like
0: yeah. they build up their dream
1: and then they perform and it's pretty good and then like all the judges are like, This was the moment. This was your
0: moment. You owned your moment, something. And then, like, confetti
1: rains down on them and they lose their minds. It's amazing.
0: Love a confetti rain. Um, (laughs) The, yeah. So, uh, Old People's Home for Four Year Olds is an Australian social experiment that's also a docuseries. um, And adorable. Connecting connecting (laughs) old people with four year olds. on a regular basis to see who benefits. And obviously it's like meant to benefit the oldies in all sorts of, you know, emotional and physical ways. Um, but in the first episode they they mentioned it's also, you know, they also want some benefit for the 4 year olds, So they test them all to see how, I can't remember the word, but like sort of community-minded they were by sitting them at a table one at a time and getting someone to accidentally knock over something and then kind of scramble around to clean it up and see mm. if they would help. Okay. <laughs> and it was so damning. All these kids just kind of <laughs> sat there like, oh, what's going on? Like nothing. Um, I think one of the group actually helped. And I was just looking going, I, I, every pa- I feel like every parent would have been watching this going, oh, yep, yeah, my kid also a sociopath, but... <laughs> There was no chocolate on offer. Of course, they wouldn't help. But, but uh, yeah, they they the psychologist involved explained very nicely that you know, okay, it's it's not surprising the kids don't help because uh, it's a, a Cause you shouldn't poor. judge them. you shouldn't say they're a sociopath because they're not helping like I just did. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, it's kids getting the cue to help is tricky because they're so used to having everything done for them um and yeah in this case in bandits case obviously it was a very real need for help but uh yeah i'm i'm not surprised when um fake needs for help aren't met with kids leaping into action
1: (laughs) (laughs) maybe they can just tell maybe that's that's the thing it's like this isn't a real request compared to you know the duck cake falling on the floor moment it's like oh god this is bad perhaps
0: perhaps uh the doco needed a duck cake in moment um but what a beautiful moment i guess
1: that moment of connection with bluey and bandit and when Bluey kind of also then helps Bandit resurrect the cake into, like, Mark 2 with
0: the wonky neck. Uh, yes. And, yeah, we get kind of almost a, um, a montage from here of Bandit and Bluey having tail wagging kind of time as they both get back to work on cleaning up and on the duck cake.
2: Okay, let's give this another go. Uh,
0: you go ahead. I just want to try something. And and then yeah, we get to the end of that and Bingo's home. I love the the two kind of messages that follow for Bluey and for Bandit. Mm-hmm. Because of course Bingo gets home and all Bluey's hard work instantly ruined as Bingo knocks over the basket, which uh again Metaphor for parenting, possibly. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Baskets being knocked over in our lives. Um But for Bandit, he gets much better reward with Uh, here's your duck cake, mate. I did my best.
2: I love it! Really?
0: Bingo's tail wagging. And of course, the, you know, for all the millions of hours that all the cake making parents have put in post midnight um, making these cakes, like, yeah, the. the There is nothing
1: better than the look on your kid's face. Well, and also
0: when it is a botched job, that Bingo does not give a flying duck cake. Like, she is so (laughs) happy. Despite the weirdness, and you know, despite overtones of uh, horrible clown cakes, yeah, that you know, did,
1: did you have that sort of that heart in your throat moment when, like, she just sort of stands there, oh. very still,
0: eyeballing
1: the cake? Like, they
0: played like the oh. tension so hard there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And when she
1: says, I love it, and her tail's going, and then Bandit's tail starts going, like, just all the heart feels beautiful. Did
2: you help make it, Bluey? Bluey?
0: We've talked about, like, whose tail wags the hardest when uh, on the pod before Kate, and I reckon, yeah, Rusty's in Army was right up there when Dad gets home, but yeah, someone needs to do a super cut of all the tail wags <laughs> in all the episodes of Blueys ever and maybe, like, have a metronome and just see who is going fast as oh, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want that level of analysis done because it's very important to us who can't wag our tails to, to get, understand. Um, <laughs> was it
1: lovely Tim who did the mashup to, like, uh, uh I feel like I feel bingo. Like, yes. Yeah, I feel like yep. bingo, but bingo. And then maybe we could do, I don't know, shake your tail feather or something and just, oh, like. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is a montage we can make happen. This needs to happen, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, if we talk about it enough, someone will do it for us. So, yeah, fingers crossed.
0: Very duck cake appropriate.
1: So let's talk music, Mary, because I think um, almost similarly to Mr Monkey Jocks, there are definite parts to this that help make the whole narrative make sense. So. We start off with this kind of jaunty do, 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 do um, at the start, which sort of establishes the theme. But as things progress, it sort of dies down and we get this sort of holding music. So when the action's happening, when things are progressing in the right direction, like Blue is putting away toys or Bandit's trying to make the cake, we get this lovely jaunty theme. And when Bluey comes back in to go, oh, yeah, I'm kind of done, we enter this, I'm going to call it a holding music, and it's just very simple but it helps really ramp up that tension.
2: But not bingo's half. No, not bingo's half. <laughs>
1: and it's almost like, okay, well, this is stopping things from progressing. You get that sort of sense with the music because it really, like it, it's just like baseline basically Mm -hmm. to to sort of like almost like a heartbeat, if you like. So by contrasting that with this lovely theme, I guess what you get the feeling of is um, that this is stalling where we need to be, that this isn't letting the theme itself resolve. And it's really interesting that that whole theme, the first time we actually hear the whole thing play is just before Chili and Bingo walking back into the house when Bluey decides on her own steam that she's going to clean up everything and that um, Bandit's got the opportunity to make the cake. We're back. Without being Ah, interrupted by Bluey. Yes. So you do get this sense of relief when that happens because you can hear the whole theme rather than just these little snippets of it. With interruptions, sure. Yeah. So and, um, yeah, and then the last bit, they add in these little voices over the top. So it's almost like a, I don't know, kind of makes it a bit more triumphant almost. Like you really do get that strong sense of cohesion at the end, like this is where we need to be. It's brought it all together. So I thought that was a really sweet technique um to kind of subtly enhance the action that we're seeing on the screen. You know, like you it helps the viewer on a subconscious level understand that where we are is not resolved yet until we get that final long version of the theme as Chili walks in the door, everything is as it should be.
0: So gorgeous. There's so much to like in this episode. We've already covered our uh, favourite lines. Mm. Um, Most valuable player for you, Mary? uh, I think it has to be Bandit. Like you say, the fact he uh, knuckled down and took on the impossible task of a duck cake it's the ultimate act of love, right? Mm. <laughs>
1: I'll give an honourable mention to Chile for understanding her own cake limitations. She was just like <laughs> very early doors, like remember the clown cake. Like she knew she was so had to delegate if this is going to
0: be anyone. To know your weaknesses,
1: just, yes. um, know yourself,
0: and to know to play to her strengths. I love that she's taking bingo to hockey.
1: Oh no! And I'm a little new red healer hockey star on the field. It's gorgeous. Uh, I think I think we're there. I mean, apart from mentioning that this has been the episode that has not only probably relaunched the Australian Women's Weekly cookbook into a modern day era, but um, you know, like we've seen
0: hundreds of the things on social media, um, and each one, everyone magnificent. is making duck cakes. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's impo- Like it's the cake where no two are ever going to look alike, which Mm. isn't the case for every cake in that cookbook. But, Mm -mm. yeah, this it's the most kind of freestyling, like, you know, no two chips in the packet are alike (laughs) to make the chip lip beak thing uh, that is such a freakish feature of this cake. Um so I mean this was actually mentioned
1: in that video that I was telling you about at the start about the origins of the Women's Weekly cookbook because apparently that was like super controversial and the the ladies at the Australian Women's Weekly like the head editor was like no 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 we can't have the savory and the lady who invented the cookbook was like well why not like you know <laughs> why not have it and now i mean the salty and the sweet it's ahead of its era so absolutely love it (laughs) i did do one sneaky parenting hack a few years ago which was i upgraded from the women's weekly cake book to a book called the australian women's weekly cheat cake book which is basically like really easy but effective looking cakes all made out of pre-made stuff from the supermarket so um uh, and I don't know if you follow the the um, Facebook page, Coles and Woolies Mud Cake Hacks. Like but, um, that is a plethora of you know what can you buy at the supermarket and turn into an amazing creation that looks like something that you laboured over for days.
0: So I, I recommend. some people labouring over those for days, though. So <laughs> still, even even with all the hacks. Labour and days are uh, the, the two words I just don't want together. So <laughs> so yeah. I think uh duck cakes are definitely my received love language rather than the one I'm prepared okay, to talk.
1: I can, in. <laughs> I can make this happen for you. I can make this happen. Do not to you. ever make me a duck cake. <laughs> you say that now, but when you see uh, it, you're gonna love it. Um uh, dear. No, uh, I think for Joe's birthday tomorrow I am just going to do like not a packet mix, but like the equivalent of a packet mix, like
0: simple chocolate, just one tin wonder, strawberry on top. It'll be great. I think one-year-old Joe, uh, like I can barely bring myself to say one-year-old Joe, because I know that happened, but, where did that go. Honestly, uh, I think he will be wrapped. Good way. I'm a Kate. Um, hey, one quick piece of mailbag slash we know that now slash uh, we were wrong. Heard from lovely Maya and Sammy um, in Victoria after we did our double babysitter podcast, oh. um, who pointed out something really good to know, and I'm I'm so glad they oh. got in touch. Uh, yes. Their listeners who listen with um, their mum, they're fourteen and nine, and. Um, they all, say they always go back and watch the shows again after they hear our episodes because it's oh so guess. much more to watch, which, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, very relatable. Uh, love it. Um, but they said uh, listen to the podcast on Double Babysitter and we're a bit sad when we talked about Upper Middle, middle Bogan and the fact that. Um Bess in that in that series discover she's adopted and her real life parents are bogans. Um, because Maya and Sammy are both adopted and their uh, adoptive mum is absolutely their real life parent. Um Aww. they say their mum didn't mind because she's pretty easygoing, but they felt upset for her. And yeah, of course. So Aww. um apologies and biological parent is the right thing to say. And um, yeah, I'm so glad Mayor and Sammy got in touch and pointed Same. that out.
1: It's, um, it speaks volumes about the love that they
0: have for their real-life mum. Yeah. So yes, So that's beautiful, guys. Yes, and thank you for listening. Lovely to hear from you. Um, been hearing from lots of people. Uh, I reckon we will get to uh, a few big mailbags in episodes to come. But, yeah, if you want to say hi and uh have us mention you eventually (laughs) you should (laughs) definitely check in uh, on the socials we're at blueypod on insta and on facebook at blueypodcast on twitter and you can email us blueypod at uh, gmail.com as well Hey, don't forget been- to rate and review. We oh. always love a rate and review. So, yes. um, yeah. Five duck takes the- for us. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> or however many you want to give us. Uh, you know, it's it's effort that counts, right, Kay. Totally, totally. Um, well,
1: uh,
0: until next week, Mary. Yeah, and, hey, next week when we talk handstand because oh you No, for sure it's a dog oh, i love an episode that flows beautifully into another episode i've uh, been this excited since we did uh mums and dads <laughs> into early baby yeah. or the other way around oh one of them no yeah, yeah it's yeah. Um,
1: early early baby into mums and dads yes yes yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay i'm with you lady uh Kate, it's been lovely. Uh, You are all the duck cakes and uh, talk soon. In the meantime, it's It's got to be be done. done. (laughs) Bye. Dad? Have you finished? Not yet.
2: I just want to know how many star ponies can I get for $2 bucks?